What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 107. Today with my guest Steve Sipula of the Richmond area hard rock band Chain Letter Curse. Um, I played a show with them in Fredericksburg uh, maybe a couple years ago. So I kind of meant to get them on the show for a while now. Uh, fortunately, they're working on a new album. So I figured it was a good time to chat with Steve. Um, you mentioned putting on a song called March of the Mad Lancers, which is off their first album. So you'll be hearing that momentarily, and you can find it on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. Um, but yeah, if you're listening down in the Richmond area yourself and have a band, feel free to hit me up. I'm always interested in what's going on up there. Uh, we're hosting this podcast out of the Baltimore area, so just up 95. Um, definitely subscribe to Chain Letter Curse if you can on Facebook, Instagram, all those places. Uh, you can also subscribe to the podcast wherever you may be listening. Um, if you're listening on Apple, it helps to drop a little five-star rating if you can, but if not, of course, no worries. Um, in the interview, we did uh, kind of talk about at least uh, a couple shows that uh, Steve's doing. Sounds like February 19th at the Lakeside Tavern in Richmond is uh, one that is upcoming. Uh, coincidentally, I'll actually be down there playing with my band, The Hollow Truths, at Castleburg Brewing uh, the same night, February 19th. And then, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, last little thing got to mention is this podcast is partially sponsored by a guitar shop up our way uh, in Maryland uh, called Truly Strings, which you can find on Instagram. I take all my guitars there, and uh, Steven is the luthier that uh, is kicking ass and running the shop. So uh, definitely check that out if you're interested. But if not, of course, no worries. And uh, yeah, we'll get to the conversation with Steve from Chain Letter Curse. Time, long time no see. I guess I think we played the uh, played a show together at uh, at least a year ago, if not two years ago now. Um, I forget the name of the place down there in Richmond. Well, we've played a few different places around here. Have another round. Um, used to be on the rocks. Played that place uh, in Richmond. Uh, trying to think where else you might have played down here yeah it was across the street from adventure brewing um but i can't remember the name it was like a relatively new bar it was almost like a roadhouse type of deal um but it'll i'll uh i'll probably remember it in a little bit but i think that was uh that was where i met you guys um so this was sort of uh, something I think we had talked about then, but didn't quite uh, come to fruition. Right, right. So I uh, figured I'd check in with you guys. 
I think I'll uh, actually be down there in February as well at a, at a different brewery called uh, Castleburg, um, somewhere in like the north side of Richmond, I think. Okay. Okay, let me know. I'll see if I can get over there. Yeah, man. Um, do you guys have anything uh, coming up on the books? Anything, uh, any new shows? Yeah. Yeah, right now I've got... Uh... The end of the month, we're going to play in Fredericksburg uh, at KC's, uh, KC's Music Alley in Fredericksburg. Okay. Then uh, in February, we're going to play uh, Lakeside Tavern in Richmond. And uh, then in uh, March, I was kind of laying off um, because we want to get at least one of our new songs released and we're working on a video also okay um and our second album so i wanted to wanted to have some time set aside to get some of that wrapped up anyway and then in april we've got a home brewers festival in midlothian outside of richmond i think that's going to be cool mm-hmm. um you know outdoor festival in april, i think that'll be fun and then in May, we're back at uh, Cyber 4 Cafe, which we played for New Year's Eve. Okay, that's It's fun. a newer place in Richmond, but really nice, really nice venue. Yeah. No, it sounds cool. Um, I've only been down there a couple of times, but uh, it seems like uh, Richmond has, uh, I don't know, a good group of bands, a good group of uh, musicians still playing around town. Yeah, there's, you know, there's quite a few, and I mean, there's certainly the uh, challenges exist, I mean, with COVID and uh, venues struggling and things of that nature, but it keeps happening. You know, we we always had a show last year, so we're not going to stop this year either. Yeah. How's the uh, recording process coming for uh, album number two? good we've had we have a handful of songs that are are pretty far along you know we need to do some final mixing on those and then we're continuing to develop new stuff uh last night we were working on a brand new song and got a new demo done uh so it just you know it just keeps rolling along i write i mean i write pretty quickly and i i'm constantly writing stuff so it's a it's a matter of getting the guys to you know, be available when we can do the recording and get all the pieces in place. But uh, it keeps coming, so I'm I'm glad that at least it keeps coming to me pretty easily. Yeah, you're the primary writer. Are you also the singer? I guess that's two questions. Uh, I don't sing. Uh, which, yeah, I don't sing, which everyone is probably very thankful of. Um, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> write the basis for all the music and then usually uh with the singer uh daniel beef um he's our singer and bass player uh then we get together and collaborate so maybe the song needs to have a different arrangement um we take you know a lot of my lyrics some of them might be in pieces and then we we uh solidify what those are going to be and then he does a lot of the work with the melody so maybe we need to change uh, some of the writing just a little bit, you know, but usually I have uh, a theme and generally, you know, I'll have a chorus written or a couple verses written 
and then I'll have uh, all my guitar parts written, and then we get together and start laying everything down. So, for example, last night, you know, I uh, had, I think it's probably a three or four part, yeah, like a four part song. Um, and so we just started jamming on it together, and then we laid down the demo track uh, with program drums, and I laid down my guitar part, and then Daniel laid down his bass part, and I handed him a bunch of messy papers that I had scribbled on lyrics, and I said, okay, you know, take these and uh, start to work on uh, making sense of these so that they'll fit with the music. And that's where we're at. And, and you know, depending on what time he has available, in a couple of days we'll have a pretty solid song. Yeah. You guys feel like you're uh, progressing there a little bit from album number one. I've uh, kind of listened to it a little bit. Uh, obviously kind of just, you know, straight up hard rock, more or less. Um, you guys kind of feel like that's the direction yeah. you're definitely definitely i mean i'm a big i'm a big hard rock guy and uh you know it doesn't need to be too, too complex we're a three-piece band so uh trying to you know get too complex is probably asking a lot um i'd love to have a keyboard player i think that'd be a great addition to the band at one time we had a female singer that certainly added a different layer to things uh yeah. so you know we're think... not opposed to adding another member. I think that's um, when I played with you and guys. Then, yeah. Yeah. So Lindsay, Lindsay went back to school. She's finishing up her nursing degree and, uh, you know, maybe things will change, but that's always a challenge with being in a band, you know, people come in, people come out and my main thing is just, you know, maintain positive relationships with people and who knows yeah. what the future is. Um, but with the new album, I mean, I think I think uh, it's it's going to be better than the last one. I mean, I think the last one does have some solid songs on it, uh, but I think that you know the writing has progressed, the uh, mus musicianship has progressed, and I think that'll be reflected in the new songs. Uh, we've been playing at least a handful of them out regularly, which uh, also you know just makes you get better when you're when you're playing the songs out in front of people on a regular basis and then finalizing the recordings after you've kind of done your test run with them i think makes a big difference yeah for sure it's always good to kind of be able to fine tune them and all that before you get in there um but yeah i don't know um obviously i don't know a ton about you guys other than just kind of playing that one show but um this is something that i think I started right around the time I met you guys, this podcast stuff. So um, it's just something that's okay. been fun. It's been fun to kind of actually, you know, maybe after the fact or before our show to kind of talk to people just to either help promote the show itself or uh, each other's music. So I don't know if you've hopped on any sure. of these before. Sure. Or... Yeah, I've done, I've done a few different interviews similar to this and one of my big things is always networking with other bands. Uh, yeah. You know, I do a lot of the booking and I, I know that everybody has to help each other out. That's the way I see it. And, you know, if you can book a show and throw us on the bill and I can do the same, I know it goes a long ways to making everybody's life easier. 
Uh, booking is probably one thing that not a lot of people enjoy doing. Uh, so if, you know, if you have those partnerships, I think it makes a big difference. Yeah, for sure. There's usually one guy kind of fishing around with the emails and all that. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm the same way. It's just, this is, uh, another, another avenue. Um, one thing that I'm trying to do now is, uh, either annually or maybe semi-annually is put on a, a show or a festival for the podcast itself. Um, since I've been coming across so many different bands. So, um, obviously, uh, I'll kind of keep you up to date. I think it's a little full this year, but I don't even know how many I'll be able to squeeze in throughout the calendar year. To, if this one works, of course, it's still kind of experimental. Right, right. Well, keep us in mind and we'll do the same. You know, you're down here in February and I'd love to be able to come out and see you and, uh, it, you know, we can talk about potential gigs and things I have lined up and if you could jump on those and, and vice versa. Yeah, definitely interested in helping you out. But, uh, not a not a long drive up 95 at all. So, uh, but yeah. Right, and we're willing to travel. You know, we, we started doing a little bit more of that. We had... Uh, uh, a growers festival, harvest festival that we were out in the mountains. You know, we drove out there and uh, that was a good time. We played that uh, before before the cold weather really set in. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're we're willing to travel. You know. Yeah, it's not not too far at all. Um, so yeah, we kind of covered. Uh, you guys have a few gigs coming up, so I'll drop those into this episode to make it easy for people. And then, uh, when do we expect the new music loosely to come out? Oh uh, well, at the latest, we'll have a couple singles coming out in March. Um, I'd, I'd like to really see the album out by the end of March, but that might be pushing it. I'm always a little bit ambitious. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. Um, obviously, drop me a line when that does. Um, are there any like uh, subjects or topics that you feel uh, were prominent on this uh, this new project or new album? Oh, subjects or topics? Well, I think a lot of you know a lot of what I've been writing lately uh, has kind of gone in a um, more of a fantasy slash Sabbath influenced vein. Uh, yeah. I have some stuff that, you know, touches on, um, contemplating our mortality, uh, yeah. not to be too heavy about it, but, the you know, there are some topics that, uh, pretty much, uh, everybody can understand because we all have to deal with these things in life. And, uh, so some of that and some of it's, you know, some of it, while it's heavier, I think it's probably going to be a little bit heavier than our last album. Uh, yeah. there's still a lot of songs that are going to be fun on there. Um, but I don't know if you, if you actually saw, we got a physical copy of the, the first album too. So, you know, if anybody wants a physical copy of it, we always have it at our shows and then through our website too. Um, chainlettercurse.com. I don't know if we're going to do a physical copy for the new album. Uh, you know, the CD sales, people just want everything digitally now, it seems. 
So yeah. we, you know, certainly always have that option. I mean, it's less expensive for us to make a digital copy. And then, uh, like on our business cards, what we did is we put, you know, we put it where you can scan scan the actual album right off our business card and, and on our website, too. Um, but it seems like more people want the want the digital or streaming, you know, than, than the physical copy. I just, you know, I'm being kind of old school. I always just thought it was cool. It's like, well, you can have all your lyrics in there. And, you know, it's like you got a yeah. cool looking CD with the chain on it. And, you know, it's like uh, I liked being part of all that design process and, and making something that's kind of fun to actually have. But it seems like so many people don't want physical stuff anymore. Yeah, um, I noticed you guys do have a band camp. Um, so do you have your album for sale there? Yes, and I think we're on just about every streaming platform. Um, I don't really handle any of the streaming stuff. Mainly our drummer handles the, the streaming side of things. Uh, and my, you know, my forte is the, the writing and the booking. But yeah. uh I wish I and I, I know it's not realistic in this day and age, but I wish I could just not be involved with social media at all. <laughs> Unfortunately, I do I do have to do that in order to make things happen. But uh, I'd I'd love to just do everything by a handshake and meet people face to face. Yeah, certainly is uh, is the way to go if you can if you can do it. I just like to think of uh, the digital landscape as something you can use sort of passively or um, proactively. And I feel like at least if you're doing it for music or something or business, it's a little more proactive than just getting blasted by uh, everybody's opinions or something like that. I don't mean, I don't know. No, I, I, I see what you're saying. You know, and, and I have lots of, lots of friends in bands and out of bands with, different opinions but at least we have music in common and uh yeah. i don't have to read i don't have to read all those comments on on social media yeah so you mentioned you're doing um a video uh what's the concept behind that and uh what should people maybe expect is it more fantasy black sabbathy stuff or uh, what do you think so uh, right now we're thinking we're going to have one of the songs off the first album uh, be the basis of the video. And we've talked to a videographer. We have somebody lined up who we think we're going to work with. We actually had some dates scheduled, but I wanted to move things into warmer weather. I want to do some outside shooting. Yeah. And if we do the song that we're thinking of, it'll be a uh, little black horse off the first album. Mm -hmm. And if you listen to the song, uh, you know, the, the theme of the song and the lyrics of the song would lend itself to some, some outdoor shooting, you know, nice. you have references to, uh, an actual horse, you have references to driving a sports car, you have uh references to the moon. So, you know, all those things would be, uh, definitely incorporated in the video and that would entail some outdoor shooting and i personally don't want to be standing outside with my guitar when it's 18 degrees out no definitely not 
that's a that's a lot of ground to cover though for uh, one video conceptually. Yeah, and it, I mean all those things tie into each other if you listen to the song, um, and we'll see how it goes. You know the 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 guy who's going to shoot the video, I'm sure he has some expertise that I don't have, and I can you know throw the ideas out there at him and see what's actually going to work. Uh, but I think the main thing, again, going back to social media is, you know, we're having some content out there. I really, I really want people to listen to the music and come to the shows. That's, yeah. that's what really matters to me is, you know, give us a listen, give us a chance, give us a listen and come out and see us live. Uh, but if a, if a video can help make that happen, then uh, that's what we'll do. And hopefully we'll just have some fun with the process. Yeah. How, uh, have, how have turnouts been down there at the places you've played? Uh, hit or miss or good, bad? Uh, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, it's hit, it's hit and miss. You know, New Year's, New Year's Eve, uh, the place we played was pretty packed. Uh, we had a few different bands, and there was some variety in, in the types of music. Uh, and it was New Year's Eve. So all those factors combined, I think, brought some people out. Now, depending on the venue that you hit uh, and depending on the night, it's, like you say, hit or miss. Uh, some, of the, some of the venues around the Richmond area have built up a clientele that they come out for live music and they love live music. And yeah. they're going to come no matter what band is playing. And those are the places I love to play because uh, a lot of those patrons are coming out and they're willing to give something new a shot. They're willing to listen to original music and they're not there to hear something from 40 years ago. Hmm. Um, and then you have those who have, I think, struggled during COVID of, of building uh, an established clientele. And then some of the bands we play with and ourselves, you know, we can get people to come out. We can get, we can get a handful of people to come out. But again, um, I think COVID has been a big part of it. Uh, and then, you know, the, the economy's doing better, but I think financially things are a lot different than when I was younger. I mean, when, when I go out and pay $7 for a beer, I just think about, you know, these guys who, uh, are 20 years younger than me going out and paying $7 for a beer. It's, uh, a much shorter drinking night than, <laughs> than I probably would have enjoyed 20 years ago. Yeah, especially when the uh, the bar doesn't comp the band tab, that uh, that can get you as well. Right, right, and you know I don't I don't want to beat up on venues. I know that they have their struggles too, but I think that you know when you can find the places that are really collaborative with the musicians, uh, that's something to appreciate because. There are a lot of places that it, you know, it really seems to be a tug of war type of situation where it's over every last dollar. And, you know, certainly I don't do this to get rich, but uh, like you say, cover some drinks, cover gas money. I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into being in a band and you know that. And, you know, whether it's writing, buying equipment, hauling equipment, driving to shows, getting to practices, um, yeah. all those things take a lot of work and some of them take money. 
Yep, and we all got to fund it somehow. Um, so I guess that brings me to kind of just a general usual topic of this podcast, which is, you know, what do you do for work? Uh, if you want to talk about it. Uh, if not, that's totally cool, too. We can keep it. Stick to the music. Sure. Sure. So so for years, I, I was in education and I taught and currently I'm a financial advisor. Uh, in a in a previous life, I had a business. Well, I have a business degree, and I worked in banking. And so, as a financial advisor, I can kind of make my own schedule, which, uh, as long as I get the work done, which allows me to do a lot more with music. And uh, being that I'm a little bit older than the other couple guys in my band, I'm established where. Uh, I can do this and enjoy making music and not really sweat kind of the, the money situation. But as I do booking and I try to negotiate, I always think about those guys. You know, it's yeah. like when I was in my 20s to be able to fill up my gas tank and uh, be able to afford beers, um, I, I would appreciate that. And yeah, for sure. I wouldn't want to drive somewhere and play music, you know, drive somewhere, haul my stuff and play music and then walk out with less. That's I don't I don't really think that's fair, especially, you know, to guys who are in their 20s or 30s. Yeah, uh, seems to be the the way of the road a lot of the time, unfortunately. But um, I feel like most of us definitely split time between like the gigs that we're doing as far as um whether it's like a strictly original gig or like a cover gig you know i've always found that that like at least uh at least monetarily that balances out things uh you know but most of us have jobs anyway right like i don't know this weekend i'm playing like a brewery by myself acoustically and i might make like a couple hundred bucks on that so that you know easily covers say like anything that an original gig might cost in whatever you want to call it bar tab or gas or stuff like that right so i don't know that's just something that i i do or i've noticed a couple of uh my acquaintances or friends do as well yeah we've you know we've discussed uh throwing in more covers, uh, doing more cover tunes, uh, possibly uh, getting different types of gigs because of doing that. But I think for the most part, you know, I know certainly Daniel and I feel this way. We were having a discussion about it last night is we want to do our original stuff. And since we both both have jobs and, you know, the bills are getting paid, we want to do what we want to do. And so there, you know, there certainly is a battle to not compromise that. Um, but I, I understand about playing covers and I understand that the, a lot of the general public is, uh, I don't think takes the time to appreciate what goes into original music and kind of expand their horizons. You know, even as an older guy, it's like I listen to a lot of things that I've never heard before. I could, yeah. 
you know, I could just listen to Motley Crue from 1986 and, <laughs> and be like some of these people who it's like, that's all I, that's all I listen to. And that's all I recognize. But to me, that seems so limiting. There's a yeah. lot of good music being made and, uh, you know, people should take the time to, to check it out. Yeah. Um, is there a couple of podcasts down there either that you've been on or that, um, you haven't been on, but kind of support the Richmond scene? Oh, I can look into that a little bit further for you, but there was, there was one that I did with a girl out of Fredericksburg. I don't remember the name of it right now. Um, but I could, you know, I could pull her up on Facebook and she has a group too in the Fredericksburg area. And she was doing a similar thing to what you're doing is kind of creating relationships with bands and just getting the word out. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it's what you got to do these days for sure. Um, and then are there any other bands kind of notable that you played with down there that you feel like are worth mentioning or I don't know, maybe not. Yeah. Um, after we pray, we've done a lot of gigs with them. There's some great guys in, in that band and we're, we've got some things scheduled coming up with them. Uh, and then everybody gets one is another band, uh, that we did a gig with recently. We've got another one coming up with them. Uh, two really nice groups of people and, uh, good music. So, we're going to, we're going to continue to do some more gigs with them. And then I've, you know, we've played a lot of different shows with a lot of different bands around here, but uh, those two groups we've been working with pretty regularly now. Um, yeah, but definitely, you know, definitely, I, I hate to leave anybody out, but those two groups, I, I, I've uh, done a couple gigs with and look forward to doing some more with. I got you. It looks like at least one of the podcasts you were on was called Manifest Brutality. Oh, and that was, yeah, that was not, I don't think that was that girl out of Fredericksburg, but that was another one we did, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what popped up, at least on uh, on Spotify there. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I uh, appreciate you. I think he's out of. Go ahead. Yeah, he's out of, like, Minnesota, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, his podcast doesn't have a lot. Did the local one. There's a little bit of a delay going on here. What's that, Brett? Definitely... Yeah, I know we're talking over each other a little bit. What were you going to say? A podcast doesn't have a lot of what? I was just going to say it doesn't have a lot of information on it in the uh, bio, so I wasn't sure where it was. But Well, I'll get you that other information. That's cool. Um usually what I do with these episodes when there is like a delay or a gap between you know conversation, I just kind of tighten it up, tweak it a little bit in the uh, in the garage band, so it sounds nice and smooth. Okay, cool. Just let me know when it's gonna air, and then I can set up a link for people. Yeah, no problem. Um, lastly, is there a song that you want featured? Oh, why don't? Oh, so it would probably have to be off the old album since. Uh... The new stuff isn't really released yet. Um, how about uh, March of the Mad Lancers? All right. That'll. Uh, any backstory on that one? Well, that I think was you know kind of going towards what I'm going for more on the second album. Uh, I'm a big fantasy fan, and that is uh, inspired by a novel I was reading. So. 
uh, and it's kind of, you know, I kind of got uh, a little bit of an Iron Maiden influence musically in, in relation to that song. And I just thought it was fun. Well, cool, man. Um, like I said, I appreciate you coming on for uh, a little chat here. And uh, probably in like a couple of weeks or so, uh, this will end up coming out um, when I get it all edited and polished up. So obviously, you can email me or, or message me. Um, I'll just need like the MP3 for the song. And that's pretty much it. Should be good to go. So um, that's pretty much all I got. All right, cool. Thanks a lot. And uh, shoot me a message. Remind me when you're coming down here in February. So hopefully I can get out and see you. All right, man. That'd be great. I'll uh, hopefully see you then. All right. Later. Thank you. So, yeah, if you made it this far, thanks for listening. And I want to thank Steve for coming on the show as well. The song you heard in the background is called March of the Mad Lancers by Chain Letter Curse. See you next week. Blood on